0: hey guys aaron here so let's be honest when we start drinking we can sometimes get a little out of hand um and that's exactly what happened in this episode (laughs) if it seems like we aren't sticking to a strict format or if we just keep talking about random things it's probably because we forgot exactly what we were doing and We were really drunk. (laughs) So bear with us and hopefully you enjoy the rest of the episode.
1: I feel like such a guy. (laughs) Feel like such a guy. I feel like such a man.
0: I feel like such a bro.
1: All because of you. (laughs) Just like I'm going to go out on dates and they're gonna be like who the hell do you live with a girl or a guy? Be like, oh, definitely a guy. I like,
0: like a bro.
1: Don't don't worry. <laughs> I know men.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know men.
1: everyone yeah. what's up how's it going how have you all been oh uh, hopefully great. i've been great
0: have, <laughs> how, how have you been ren
1: i mean i was kind of just asking the people who do listen to us how they've been
0: mm-hmm. because it's important it is important I but We can't, can't hear them yeah i was about to say we can, we, we don't know i can feel it though
1: you can feel it yeah i can feel you can it feel it in my heart, I'm from the south. Okay, <laughs> cut me a break. I fucking hate that. Pen, not pin. Oh like... <laughs> my! Give me the writing utensil, bitch. <laughs> Hi, everyone. What's up? I'm Ren. they know that? They may not. They may be new. For those just tuning
0: in, she's Ren. I'm Aaron.
1: I have a little um. Announcement mm-hmm. to make. What is your announcement? My announcement is that we have an Instagram account. Woo! Woo! We've had it for a hot minute now. So if you don't know, you can go uh, at Media Psycho Podcast. Mm-hmm. It is directed by a really great gal. She's amazing. She <laughs> my best. Uh, She's yeah, best. I do my best honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh, we're just kind of like getting it up and going. So if you want to go ahead and follow us, we'll follow you back if you're Insta worthy. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's
0: for anyone, sees anyone. Yeah, anyone,
1: anyone. anyone. It
0: doesn't even matter. Your grandmother, your 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 dog, your.
1: Ted Bundy could follow me, honestly, okay. and well, I'd be like, sure.
0: From the grave, from beyond?
1: You don't know. I <laughs> think <laughs> you don't know how it works. You don't. Okay, fine. Who Who's still alive? <laughs> not Charlie I'm not, Manson. I'm He's not, not going to give names of serial killers. No, there has to be one. We I'm haven't killed it. them all. <laughs> That's horrible. That's a bad
0: thing, first of all.
1: Dennis Rader, BTK. If you're out there and you... BTK (laughs) killer's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. We haven't killed him yet. All
0: right, let's start the petition. Let's get that started.
1: (laughs) started. (laughs) All right, your time's up,
0: man. Jesus Christ. But Um, follow us if you do have time. (laughs) And then also, we are on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, We just finally uploaded the first episode about five days ago. And it was so hard to upload that video there was something about like the quality of the audio and then the video <laughs> yeah, and, there was. My, <laughs> freaking, and then my freaking computer was like so slow so yeah it's it's, uh, it's it's up there now and we'll start uploading each episode on there as well
1: yeah and we have another little apology to make we typically reveal the episodes on Mondays mm-hmm. but Aaron was out of town and has just recently got yes. back in yeah. had things. Yeah. We have lives, people. You That's know? crazy. How dare you? What a crazy concept. Yeah. But we're here. We're not queer. Not queer. Like <laughs> thinking it. But like, but my dad does we advocate it. for queer. We do. Proud of queers. We are proud. There we go. All right. So, um... Not yet.
0: Yeah. So this episode, it's actually, Ren, Ren, this was Ren's idea for today's topic, and I thought it was a really good one, but I don't know a lot about what she wanted to talk about, and she one <laughs> We communicate well. We do. Well, I thought it'd be cool, like, if you take the reins, and then just, like, you're asking my opinion as, like, an unbiased, unprecedented cool. like, second party.
1: <laughs> I love that you told me that literally, like, an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, awesome.
0: This is your episode. Cool. I haven't had time to do the research. But then I don't plan for you to do research on the next episode. Okay. So that's how it's going. What do you... Yeah, well... Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, what? Uh, what's today's Wait. Topic? How have you been? Oh, I've been good. Um, life has been really fast moving, and I've tried, tried to get the rain on that. The... Time away at home was fine. Was good. Good. I got to go home. We. I went away for a wedding.
1: Got to go home to the plains.
0: To the plain. To the corn.
1: To the corn. <laughs> Where are you from again?
0: I'm from Kingsport, Tennessee. Which there's no corn there. Yeehaw. But it's just <laughs> smaller, uh, which is not that bad. But yeah, I got to go to the wedding. That was really great. Uh, my girlfriend's sister had a baby. So you're an uncle.
1: I. Well, not. Yet not, not yet.
0: Whenever we get married,
1: Hannah, when you gonna get on that man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's up to her. It's up to her. To yeah. The in today's society.
1: Hey, I saw a commercial one time where the girl did it. Hey, that it's, empowered it's me.
0: 2019. that Yeah. I gotta my I'll my, probably propose. I gotta get my nails done before we get it done, though. <laughs>
1: wow! All right, that was <laughs> really much. What?
0: She's she always says that. She's like, you better make sure my nails are done.
1: Oh, her nails. Yeah. I thought you were talking about yours. I'm like, okay, the joke has gone too far. Well, I'm, I'm saying being a know if I'm the one getting the ring, I want to make sure that like. Oh, that your ears getting- are like
0: nice. I gotta make sure they're shiny. My cuticles are horrible, so.
1: I did my nails last night. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs>
0: so proud of you that your nails were <laughs> done last night
1: yeah awesome. I am what, too what are your nails oh your toesies my toesies and I mean they're short but that has dirt under them I don't know when that happened all the toesies but yeah they're short fingernails but they're growing and I painted them a kind of like a clear color so I wouldn't bite them yeah but they don't short nails I firmly believe don't look good with just like a bold color they look nubby.
0: Mm, sure
1: you know, because you're not gonna ask me. I've been great. <laughs> I feel like
0: I'm waiting for you.
1: Ren, <laughs> how have you been? I've been good. Good. I like my job. Yeah. I like the people. That's good. That's always good. Yeah.
0: So you don't feel like miserable about it?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no. I mean there are times like I didn't like an attorney walk through and I had to go ask who it was, and it turns out he was the partner. Good. <laughs> so good. We're learning. Yeah. But it was all good. Um, yeah, they're all great people. Um, definitely a place to grow, I feel like. That's good. Hell yeah! Audition is coming up. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'm preparing. That, uh, measure by measure? Yeah. Yeah. It's an all-female cast, so oh, I definitely mm-hmm. feel like I have a little bit more of a chance.
0: Well, <laughs> I mean, a lot of females will be auditioning that's true some of them don't
1: <laughs> who knows probably. so you know what I'll just message them now and be like you know what fuck me I guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I, I'll i just take myself out
1: uh, I'll take myself out of the running don't worry no
0: I'm so excited for you and I hope that you do really well and Thanks. I think I think you're gonna kill the audition no matter what and that's what matters is that auditions are important <laughs> 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 that's supposed to be
1: nice but like I'm sorry Thank you. Thank you, so much. Thank you so much. Oh my god. We <laughs> are oh <my> god! <laughs> I care for you, it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think about you.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> we expand upon that. What do you think about it? that could even be good or bad?
1: Alright.
0: So what's today's episode about?
1: Okay, so Oh wait. Well what are we having?
0: We're gonna forget about this if we I, keep doing it. I know. So we started off before we started talking and recording the episode. You brought. I was like, "Hey, let's do some shots. Let's like get into it." And then she brings in like two brandy glasses of Jack Daniels, and I was like, "Oh, we'll be in class."
1: I don't do shots. <sighs> That's I.
0: Fair. I sit. I still, I still.
1: I not take everyone, it. not everyone does
0: shots. It's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I can if I'm already there, but I'm not. I'm definitely not already there. I am now. I um, will say I'm nice. I could probably, I could probably down some of that vodka in there. You know what I'm saying? We can take a
0: break so you can do that. <laughs> and just so you're aware, she did. She did go and get some vodka. <laughs> a whole brandy glass of vodka. A no. whole like, just no.
1: vodka. That is club soda oh, and vodka. Is it? Yeah, is no club about it
0: anymore. It's just water. I see no bubbles.
1: I blend well. You blend well. I blend it well. <laughs> I'm a great bartender. I'm just good at mixing. Here, let me. Oh no! Yep. <laughs> oh no! I do not. I'm yep. so sorry. Yep. So it's just water and vodka.
0: <laughs> Ooh.
1: All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting hotter we were drinking
0: jack daniels now she's poured herself some vodka but we also have two glasses of wine yeah what kind
1: (laughs) what do you think it's white obviously you blind bitch (laughs) okay it's in a big bottle uh pinot grigio my friend Pingreege. pingridge my friends pingridge from one of
0: my favorite shows the good place that i didn't talk about in the episode but it's always a thing yeah it must be a great show it is <laughs> it is pingridge um so um, yeah we're we we have we're giving you a lot of options so yeah. we have a whole we, y- we got array. whiskey,
1: we got vodka, we got wine. It's like it's a Friday night, but it's not. It's, it's a, a choose, Monday night. It's a choose your own. It's a so choose, choose your, own. your own. We're tasting a lot for you. Yeah. Because no one knows what these taste like. No one, no one knows. <laughs> Remember when um, Skylar Grieco was like, they named me after Pinot Grigio? Mm. <laughs> so I know they did it. I don't because so, uh, I wasn't there. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, "That's a lie." I've That's a heard lie. Don't lie to me. No.
0: All well, right. Oh, so now that we have a drink, The the classic thing. <laughs> 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 the double clink of the two different glasses. I have two. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Ren, for today's episode, what are we getting into?
1: All right. Um. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I am an intellect. Mm-hmm. yeah um, oh I know um I read yes I do I read oh you read <laughs> I read that's what that means people magazine mainly but right. right
0: well I try to read more but it's it always is like alright I'm gonna open this book and you know what I gotta be somewhere I forgot
1: <laughs> I just put it down wow every time every time not at night you don't like pick up a book and no, read a chapter cause at,
0: cause at night I feel like that's just so much work like wow! how? Because if I just turn on a t- uh, the TV, I can just, like, sit there and watch it. And if I'm not really feeling it, it's just on, and then I fall asleep. But, okay, like,
1: but that's still, like, activating your brain.
0: But, like, I usually put on something that, like, I've seen before and that I don't have to witness for the first time.
1: No, no, no. The lights are, like, penetrating your brain. I mean, it
0: turns off. I set a timer to turn it off eventually. But, like... Okay. I just feel like if I'm reading a book, I want to be invested because, like... I've been trying to read Dracula for a while now.
1: Really, yeah. I've been wanting to read that. And
0: every time I like pick it back up, I'm like, "Oh God, I forgot what's happened." So I have to like go back a little bit and like restart okay. it. Yeah, and like I want to pay attention. That's the thing. right. But like I do enjoy reading more now. Anyway, you read.
1: I do. <laughs> I read. I read. Um, currently I'm reading three books. I'm reading Lolita. Oh. It's my classic I'm Melita. reading. Nice. Yeah. I'll talk just very, very briefly about that. Very briefly. Yeah. Extremely. Um, I'm reading um James Lipton's autobiography, Inside Inside. And I kind of briefly talked about that in one of our previous episodes. I think it might have been the third one. Possibly. Um, but yeah so he James Litton is the host of inside the actor Studio.
0: oh, yes,
1: okay. yeah, um I'm reading that um and that's kind of like my um I don't know like nonfiction autobiography biography book I'm reading right now, you know mm-hmm. uh, so I have like um fiction a classic usually I read um and now like my non fiction um I typically only read two, but I decided to get a self-help book and i kind of wanted to kill myself (laughs) because i thought how stereotypical sad little girl in the bookstore actually i got it when we had that meeting about what we needed to get for our apartment oh yeah yeah and because he was a little late I found myself in the uh, self-help self-help aisle. How dare you out (laughs) me like that? (laughs) I did. I will out you. I remember he walked in. He said, I'm so sorry I'm late. I'm like, God, look what you have done. And I showed him the book and it said, you are a badass. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a really great book though. Everyone should get out and read it. It's really great. (laughs) Everyone
0: go out, get a copy. It's probably in Walmart or anywhere the books are sold.
1: Yeah, it's literally probably anywhere, but she does it in a very like I don't know, like, very funny, kind of like laughing at yourself tone, but then it's also like, hey, this is what you have to do if you do want to continue to be better. Right. So yeah, I actually like it. It's pretty good. Um, I just had to hide it from a lot of people for a while because, right. because everyone had it.
0: And, yeah.
1: Well, no, like it was oh, a really okay. big, yeah, it was really popular. Like I think mm-hmm. like last year, and everyone was reading it, and I literally made fun of everyone I saw with that book.
0: <laughs> so karma.
1: I did not bring that to work with me. Right. Um, but yeah, so that is what I'm reading currently. Um, I'm going to talk briefly about a book So that I just finished.
0: So okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is very brief, but we're talking about, um, I, I got the idea for this episode because I, we were trying to see what we wanted to do because we didn't want to do top three anymore. Yeah. We had to move away from Yeah. That, that was more of like our introduction series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at work one day and I was like, I wonder if there are any kind of like crazy holidays going on. Like, I don't know, like national Robert De Niro day. There's something for everyone. Probably. There probably is a day like that. For some people. But on August 9th, it is National Book Lovers Day. And yeah, I thought... It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's not the ninth anymore. But... So,
0: on August 9th, it was...
1: It was National Book Lovers Day. Yeah. Okay. And I just thought, like, how fun would that be to talk about... Adaptations
0: of books? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, like, I- you mean
1: turning a book... Into a movie. Oh. Yeah. Or, or TV show. Well, I'm not really talking about TV shows right now. But like... Yeah, but they could be. Cool. Yeah, like Stephen King's It, the first thing that ever came out of it, was the TV yep. show. Yep, yep, yep. Um,
0: but, so, focusing mainly on book adaptations into film.
1: Yeah. Cool. Um, I kind of wanted to get like um, a number of how many... Uh, Books have been adapted. Yeah. Um, that's impossible. <laughs>
0: I say there's a plethora. Uh, yeah, there's
1: too. Many. Um, the highest number I found was 500, and I was not going to continue to count.
0: But also, I feel like there's even there's like so many.
1: There's a lot more, and they and that was just for like adult books like that did not include fairy tales that did not include children's books no gotcha it's insane yeah no there's
0: gotta be so many i couldn't even yeah i can't remember the proper number but i'm sure there's
1: oh my gosh i was just like oh god like you can't the limit (laughs) does not (laughs) not? (laughs) exist it doesn't um but no so i just got done reading the great gatsby
0: i don't know a single person that side of the bay oh
1: you must know gatsby
0: Gatsby.
1: What Gatsby? And I just want to briefly talk about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. There have been five adaptations of *The Great Gatsby*. I did not know that. I only thought that there were two: the Robert Redford from the seventies and the Leo from the twenty thirteen. Yes. Year. Um, I only thought that, but no, there have been five. Really? I was pretty shocked. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, I'm assuming that they're all called The Great Gatsby, Um, but I could not tell you the years on those. I did not look that up.
0: Oh, why don't we look it up right now? I'll look it up while you're talking.
1: All right. So, um, The Great Gatsby is known as the definitive American novel. It was written by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Um, I guess if you like him, you like him. I don't. (laughs) Whatever. Wow, I'm not opinion. saying that he made his wife crazy and took her work, but I'm saying it.
0: But I'm gonna throw. I'm
1: it. gonna throw it out. Um.
0: Okay, here we go. So the first adaptation was in 1926 by Herbert Brennan.
1: Recent. Okay. William Powell. Um, yeah, with William Powell. It's now a lost film. Really? Interesting. That's so. Oh,
0: damn. Someone find it.
1: It's always <laughs> Someone, really sad. Someone who's
0: listening to it find it. Yeah, that's so I'll sad. I always get so sad when it's like lost. It's that's, that's crazy. Uh, the second adaptation was in 1949 by Elliot Nugent starring Alan Ladd, Betty Field, and McDonald Carey. The third adaptation was the one you were talking about in 74 by oh, cool. Jack Clayton with Robert Redford.
1: Yeah. Mia Farrow. Okay. Was that a Redford uh, he would Jay, be, or? He would be Jay. Oh yeah, Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah okay and then the oh the, the fourth one was a TV movie uh, by Robert Markowitz starring Toby Stevens Mira Sorvino and Paul
1: Rudd. Paul Rudd oh gotta
0: you know, look it up and then wow. yeah, the latest version by
1: Paul Rudd definitely played Nick oh for yeah sure.
0: no obviously
1: for sure hell yeah that's so fucking funny okay um so yeah it's Basically, I'm going to give a very, very brief rundown on this because okay. I feel like everyone knows it. Fair. You know what well, happened? I read it in school. And if you didn't, if you didn't read it, you definitely watched Leo as Gatsby. You definitely oh, yeah, I'm watched sure, that I'm film. Sure, plenty did. Our generation at least did. I know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, basically, I'm just gonna say it. It's these two little bitch boys <laughs> going after <laughs> this little bitch girl. Hmm. No one has any depth to them. I think, honestly, maybe the only character who does would be Nick. Fair. I guess I could think that because he is the one who is reflecting on it. He's recounting his time there. Um. But, yeah, basically, it's honestly, it's a, what's the term called? Unrequited love. There you go. Um and it's like I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah I know some people may disagree with that but the thing about it is is that Daisy doesn't really want to be with Gatsby for Gatsby she just wants to be with whoever is going to impress her for the moment. She's not a good character. She's not anyone a girl yeah, would want to no. be. I recently
0: rewatched the film the 2013 one and there was like nothing I liked about about Daisy.
1: I know. And one could possibly argue that maybe Fitzgerald was viewing women, how he had experiences with women. That's just my opinion on my own research. Mm -hmm. Because I also read a biography of Zelda Fitzgerald. And so I am a woman and I've definitely took a side with the women. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, I watched this video on YouTube, and it talked about how The Great Gatsby is unadaptable, it's unstageable, like you can't, you can't put it on its feet, really. Hmm. And he said, no, obviously not in a literal sense, you can easily do it. But the thing is, is that The Great Gatsby is about things that do not exist. So when you're talking about characters, they're only surface level, they're not deep again like it said for maybe nick um there's nothing really tangible of what they want okay they have everything that you can imagine they yeah. have all the glam all the fashion all the money i mean anything you can imagine mm-hmm. but still there's something more that they want but again it's it's not tangible it's not reachable i mean it's not there yeah in a sense yeah fair yeah so i thought that was really interesting um he also talked about um in this video he talked about how jay cat uh jay gatsby is a mysterious character so when you do put that on film or on stage whatever you want to do with it you take that out you immediately take out the mystery
0: Oh, that's yeah. actually a really good point.
1: Exactly. And so like when we read a book, anytime you read a book, you you as the person envision what you're reading in that moment. It could be different colors. It could be a different height for a character, um, a different accent. I mean, like just like anything you're thinking about, it's your world. And he is saying that that is what F. Scott Fitzgerald intended for it to be. And so, when you put that on its feet, like I said earlier, you know, you, you strip that away, you can't necessarily imagine your own Jay Gatsby world. You're in, you're imagining, or you're actually watching the one that whatever the director put out there.
0: Yeah, well, because that that's a good point. Because like, whenever anyone, like especially when I was reading the book. It like makes you want to imagine what Jay Gatsby would be like and for some maybe a lot of people they are like well I need to see it I want a movie or I want to play so I can get the physical embodiment of Jay Gatsby and so a lot of people might enjoy seeing the physical representation of him in any kind of media but then there's those that like the facade or like the joy of imagination is ruined yeah. because it's like they could look at it and be like, well, that's not the J I
1: imagined. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's, that's not, not the, not the I world wanted. I envisioned, you know? huh? And it's really interesting for people to step back and be like, well, what do you mean? Not the world I envisioned. They, you know, he describes it. It's glitz. It's glam. It's everything. But you kind of really just have to read between the lines because he also made another point that I really did agree with is that the book message and the film message, especially the uh, 2013 version, mm-hmm. are completely different or Fair. or at least set up to be different. Fair. So the film version is all of this. Look at this glitz, this glam, this fashion, this color. You know, twenty the 2013 Great Gatsby originally came out in 3D. That was part of its ideal at the time. It's like, oh my gosh, we can go watch it like that. Yep. Um, And I remember it came out when I I was a senior, and it was around prom time. And there were a group of kids that went to go see in the prom gowns and everything to feel. Oh,
0: that's hell yeah.
1: Yeah, to feel like a part of that world and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's it is kind of neat and everything, but anymore, when people read The Great Gatsby, a lot of times, or when they watch it. They think of the glamour and the parties and the access and how incredible it is, but really it's very simple. The book message is all about a moral judge of character yeah you cannot you know it's like what they say in the book. you cannot repeat the past, stop trying to chase after it, you know more of less you know, like focus on your future go forward in that sense and of course, the you know the characters in the book struggle with that, but audiences today, they don't even really think of that a lot of times. They again, like I said, they just think of the parties, right? The champagne hmm. flowing and yeah. all the own surface level happiness, and that's just not true. It also really did remind me of Sarah Kane. Sarah Kane? Yeah.
0: Who's Sarah Kane?
1: Uh, Four Forty Eight Psychosis. Oh, the playwright, yeah. So Sarah Kane oh, was known okay. as the unstageable because she oh, had directions. She
0: had such fantastical,
1: yeah, like,
0: expectations.
1: Yes, exactly. She had directions that said things like "cuts off hands," "cuts off limbs," "cuts off tongue." How do you do that? Right. Especially, how do you do that in theater? Yeah, it's completely different than film. Hmm. She had moments where it was you know flowers came from the ground. And that is a little bit easier to do than the cutting off of limbs and everything and <laughs> yeah. blood like splattering. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so out of this world where it's just kind of for a moment you sit back and you think that that can't be done. But yeah, so The Great Gatsby really did kind of remind me of Sarah Kane in that sense. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. So the next thing I really want to talk about, um, and these are all, by the way, for anyone listening, the three movies that I'm talking about, I have read the book and I have watched the film. Now, granted, I did not watch all of the Great Gatsby you know, adaptations. I didn't do that. But um, basically, it's like I know what's in the book and I know how
0: the film goes in it. Right. And then I am the innocent bystander that is learn- I'm It's basically a class. I'm taking a class. No. <laughs> you are teaching me and I'm bringing what I... Somewhat know, and then learning about what I know. You're a good noodle. I'm trying to be a good noodle. <laughs> good noodles are hard to come by, <laughs> they're,
1: they're very hard. So, I really love horror. <laughs> Did I say that right?
0: Horror?
1: Horror? Oh my God. Horror! I took a moment saying that word, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, it's a hard
0: word. <laughs> horror.
1: Horror.
0: Horror. 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 I love watching a good horror film.
1: I like scary shit. There we go. <laughs> okay. I like
0: scary movies. And you do like scary movies.
1: Yep. The uh, film. I do. <laughs> you really I, like scary movies. I've seen one through three. I've I watched four, but no one needs to talk about four, four or five. We don't talk about Yeah, we don't. But I've seen one through three, and I, I dig it, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I also read them. I think they're... It's really interesting anymore because, you know, when you think back to Edgar Allan Poe, the ro- uh, the Raven, mm-hmm. um, that <laughs> scared people shitless
0: almost. Yeah. It's one of those, and it goes back to that thing about the imagination. Yeah. It's like you can't see it until your mind's making up. Yeah. Making it up and filling in the blanks.
1: And just like you're turning that page. You're turning that page, you know, like you keep going like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next?
0: Yeah, for the longest time, that's how it was with uh, the Telltale Heart
1: Really? That story
0: freaked me the fuck out for so long because it was just beautiful writing and it made it so real to me.
1: See, I don't know. I almost kind of felt very, like, it, it was like a little comedic oh, to me. well. <laughs> <laughs> I That's just think it was. No, just because of the sense he's like, I think it was his eye. Yep, that's
0: it. Yep. That's it. <laughs>
1: that, no, you know what? If I'm thinking about it, it was the eye. It, it, was, was, the eye. it was definitely the eye that pissed me off. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But, um, yeah. So no, like just going back to a time of Poe. you know, people back then that terrified them. Yeah. Um, I feel like our generation it's really hard to have that feeling again. We're so desensitized True. to everything around us. Mm-hmm. Um, So I decided to read The Exorcist. I'm telling you that that thing upstairs isn't
0: my daughter. Now I want you to tell me that you know for a fact that there's nothing wrong with my daughter except in her mind.
1: I watched the film when I was in eighth grade, and I'll have you know, um, I could not go to the bathroom alone for a week. I don't know why the bathroom, but I just could not do it. Because of what? I don't know. I, I guess I thought that the devil was going to come out from the pipes there. and enter my butthole. We all, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> we all have that feeling. We all get to that point. I am have right,
1: no idea, but I could not pee or poop without my parents with me. <laughs> um, <That's-> so, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of myself right now. That's Out on the internet, great. Um, so, yeah. I have now done both. Um, I have to say, this is a good example of the film staying very true to the book. Um, but, that tends to happen when the author of the book... Is also the screenwriter for the film, yeah. I and think, he comes in to help out, yeah. I think that would be a very good,
0: uh, a very good thing to have for a film adaptation. Is you know, getting the person that wrote the original,
1: right? Uh, <laughs> the original story, the original writer, text of it, uh, yeah. To
0: come back in and be like, "All right, this is what I would do," yes, because you know, I wrote the story.
1: So, I kind of know the characters. I kind of know the characters. I know the world we're living in right now. Um, so, the so, so it's very much like a theatric uh, realism. Um, and it pretty much, I, you know, like I said, I watched the movie first. And then later, years later, I read the book. And I just remember thinking the whole time, wow, okay, yeah, that that happens. <laughs> yeah, this is going on. Okay. okay. Check
0: and uh, check. check in this and
1: check. <laughs> um, the only thing that the book does that the film doesn't do, which is very obvious, because film doesn't have as much time as a book, mm-hmm. um, they go into characters a little bit more. They have a little bit more depth, even the minor characters. Um, so in the movie, you know, you only see like, the family, like the mother and the daughter, you only see their, um, like their housemaid and Reagan's tutor. You only see them in the background, really. But you do learn a little bit more about them. Mm-hmm. And so, what I gathered from the book after reading it was that this really was a story about everyone facing their own demons. That demons really do take the form of whatever is you're fearing. Yep. It's almost kind of like an it. Yep, yeah, I really believe that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't want to ruin anything for people who haven't read it, but each person has a different one that's kind of attacking them in their own way. And that was just very, that was a very different, unique sense, because I definitely feel like you don't get that from the film. But there's a reason why you don't get that.
0: I was about to say, I've never seen the film. I've never read the book. I know. You shall. I mean, I know sort of what happens, and I've just been so petrified because, like, I just don't I don't fuck with spiritual scary movies because that's stuff I believe in. It's like demons And possession and stuff like that. I
1: do too. Don't worry. We'll get through it. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You're
0: gonna watch it. We'll get through
1: it. You're gonna watch um, it. I will chain you to the no. couch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so I can
0: definitely even from like the clip only the clips I've seen or the trailers I've watched of it or people talking about it like it doesn't it, it seems like it's only one image and one like scary thing that happens in the film yeah, really than, the like, individualized yeah
1: that was another thing I was going to mention that the exorcism it doesn't really the act of it doesn't really take up much time in the book or the film I mean, yeah, no, it's all a huge buildup, which does make it scarier. I mean, it really does. Okay. But you get to that part, and it, it's kind of like they prepared you for it. It was almost kind of like, not in a bad way, but kind of like they were holding your hand through it. <laughs> like
0: leading you worry. down the road, like yeah. it's gonna get here. We, you know, it's gonna get here. But we're like, gonna get here. We'll don't show worry. you some scenes, some sights on the way.
1: And this was a really big deal. The uh, the movie The Exorcist, because this was, you know, it had so many nominations at the Academy Awards. I'm sure. You know, the horror genre that is not a very big thing to have, mm-hmm. um, to be recognized by the Academy a lot, but they were. Um, So they got two Academy Awards. They were awarded two of them, and this was 1974. And it was the best writing screenplay based on material from another medium, and that was given to William Peter Blatty, who also wrote the book. Mm -hmm. And he wrote the book. He drew inspiration from it because he actually studied um, with (laughs) – Jesuits and he studied at Georgetown as well and he researched a lot of this actual exorcism case um, he stayed up day and night writing the book to kind of get in that mindset of you know being like lucid of everything around you every little tick around you I would be, I would be fucking paranoid shit oh I would too there's Kill no way it. I don't think I could do that at all hmm. But yeah, so they won Best Writing, they also won Best Sound, um, and they were nominated for Best Art Direction, Set Direction, Best Cinematography, Best Editing. They were nominated for um, Best uh, Actress in the Lead Role and Best Actor and Actress in a Supporting Role, Best Director, and Best Picture. Damn. So yeah, they.
0: Needless to say, it got good reviews.
1: Yeah, people liked it. People (laughs) People like like, movie theaters actually handed out barf bags.
0: Oh yeah, I've heard about that.
1: Yeah. God. I mean, and who knows? That could have been a publicity stunt. You know, we know Mm. how they do that. But well, that's like,
0: I mean, when Psycho first came out, people were terrified. People were were terrified. A new thing that they hadn't seen
1: before. Well, I remember specifically. I remember The Conjuring, and then I remember it. I was terrified of both in the theater when I saw them. Yeah. They were packed. That was two recent times in my memory that I remember them being packed, audiences, and warnings being out. Yeah. Because, I mean,
0: uh, with this film, it was just, it was so, they made it to be so realistic that they were banking, probably banking on that to drive in the audiences. (laughs) And then for, like, more recent film in the last, like, couple of decades, it's been like, how can we make this as real as possible? And they almost, like with uh, Blair Witch Project, when it came oh, yeah. out, it was it was advertised as like, this is real, this is found footage.
1: Right. Oh, and, for the longest time. Yeah, the longest for the long longest time.
0: And then the same with, uh, I think it's called The Fourth Kind. It's an alien film that came out in the early 2000s. And it was marketed as... We have found footage from... uh, Mars. No, I wish. Pluto. Pluto. We have found... It was like we have found footage of uh, therapy sessions of people in this small town that have been having the same nightmare of this thing. And they basically were like, and us as a movie production team have taken that footage and filled in the blanks for you to create a movie experience. Nice. And they literally promoted it like all the, like, found footage in the film was real. And it wasn't until, like, I don't know how long later, but it wasn't until later that they came out and were like, all right, it's fake. It's <laughs> all, like, all
1: right, all right. All right. But, down. like, it's
0: so terrifying because your mind is like, oh, I'm seeing it and it's, it's real. Look, Look at that. Wow. And so it's, it's stuff like that that it like i'm sure it does well and that's why people enjoy it but that's what freaks me the fuck out
1: i remember cloverfield came ah. out my parents came home i'm like how'd you like it and they're like your father got sick <laughs> like <laughs> so the found footage is not hit with my parents
0: you know i remember watching that for the first time and it's like that one for me was like okay this is too extravagant yeah that, to be real <laughs> but I, like they did a really good job like myself. i'll get on twitter
1: and like watch it like Footage being shot, like you know, just being shaken around, and yeah. like, all oh, right, that's the film. No, yeah,
0: my mom doesn't appreciate that either. Like, I know I've noticed that in the past, like decade, it's been more of a prominent film tactic to have like first person point of view filming and handheld. Blah, blah blah.
1: I do think that's a very young thing, though. Well, yeah, uh, a lot of old people. I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Right, they I got mean,
0: motion sickness. They I was gonna it. say it's like it's yeah, it's hard to pay attention to, but young people are like, oh, it makes it
1: so real, and like yeah. that's why we believe no. it is because yeah. Whatever. But, anyway, you chance of ears, you know nothing. How dare you? Okay, so my final one I'm gonna talk about. Man, I did three. I don't mean to do this like a top three. That is not what I'm doing. <laughs> it's
0: just easier. Get um,
1: so I just like thought. I mean, there have been other things like.
0: There's so many others.
1: Like I read, I read the Stetford Wimes, Lord the of Christian the Rings movie, Harry Potter. Yeah, like there's so many
0: Stephen King adaptations. Like there's oh, so many out there.
1: Now that you mention that,
0: Star Wars, There's so many.
1: Not that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not that.
1: Stephen King. Here we go.
0: Oh okay. yeah, good segue.
1: Yeah, yes. nice. We're good. Um, okay, so Stephen King is. I believe I read an article where. He is the um, most living author who's been adapted.
0: What do you mean most living?
1: Wait. Cut it. <laughs> <laughs> he is the author who is still living and has, has the, most, the adaptations. most adaptations. Okay. There, there we go, grammar. <laughs> Alright, got it. Um, I can believe that. Yeah. Very easily. I mean, I think it Christine, Terry, Cujo, The Shining, Pet Cemetery. Uh, let's um, keep it going. Uh, it. It.
0: Um, 1922. Yeah. Uh, I forget. The I
1: Stands. Forget. The Green Mile. Stand by me. Um, um, 1408.
0: <laughs> 1408. Um, um, <laughs> hold on. Franco. Hulu. What? Is um... One twenty two sixty three. Well, you um, said that before. I didn't say it out loud on here.
1: Okay. Um, thinning. Uh, oh, um, um, Gerald's game. Gerald's game. Yeah, uh, there's. Yeah, there's. Yeah, those. there's so many. And Doctor uh, Sleep. Misery.
0: Okay, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Doctor Sleep. Misery. Uh, speaking of which Doctor Sleep is the sequel to what you're about to talk about. Now, I said The
1: Shining. I said that earlier. Okay. Well, fuck Red... red.
0: Red rum, red rum, red
1: rum. Oh, red rum. Whatever. The
0: anticipation's gone.
1: <laughs> it's a. <laughs> that was nice. No, good. Sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Keep going.
0: So yeah, there's uh, been many a fucking adaptation.
1: Yeah. So there's been a TV movie. Uh, mooning. All right. There's been a TV movie of The Shining. <laughs> there has been. Don't you? Well, care well that, it's a TV
0: I mean? uh short series, like a miniseries.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to talk about it, is the T V movie. No,
0: this was a real film that happened. And then there's also been a TV uh TV short uh miniseries.
1: Yeah, it was by some director and starred some, some actors. actors. I don't sure. know. I'm talking about the T V movie that everyone knows. It's not a TV movie. It it's came the T V movie. It came <laughs> out in theaters. All right, I'm talking about The Shining. Stanley Cooper, The
0: Shining. Shining, shining, shining. shining. Hey,
1: your audition is in right now,
0: so you can stop. Thank you, Aaron Johnson, number
1: 327. (laughs) God. Okay, so I want everyone to know this first off. I know a lot of people look at The Shining. And they love it. I mean hell, I love it. I love to put it I on and really fall good. asleep.
0: I think that you're psychotic, <laughs> but like I enjoy it.
1: <laughs> I actually do. That is a real thing. Um, I I am known to put like The Shining on, Poltergeist or some kind of like, true crime <laughs> thing on. And I'll fall asleep. I wish I had the nerves of steel either. It just relaxes me. Puts me at ease. It does, it really does. Um, all right. But so I have read the book and I have watched the film. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of thoughts.
0: <laughs> so do a lot of people.
1: <laughs> about the two. And I'm coming in hella late to the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get it. It's not a new concept. It's
1: not new. I get it, people. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I kind of, like when I was taking my notes, I kind of divided the two. Book and film, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with... The weapon
0: of choice. The weapon. So, my knowledge of this will be nothing. Not, well, not nothing. (laughs) So, I've seen the film, I've not read the book, but I've watched the TV miniseries adaptation of it. Wow,
1: you're like negative 1%. (laughs) Listen. I am
0: not, first of all, <laughs> but it is said to be more true to the book it is. than the film. So some of these things you're bringing up, I know about from the short film, so I can at least give some insight. Nice. Good.
1: All so right. yeah, the weapon. The weapon. Um, the, in the film, we all know what he uses. What does he use, Aaron? Well, it starts
0: with a bat. But well,
1: technically, yeah, technically, okay, I'm not but. About that. but it's,
0: it evolves into him finding the famous rubber chicken and he takes it.
1: <laughs> I was not prepared for that. <laughs>
0: no, it's an axe.
1: <laughs> <coughs> it's like, <whistles> 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 just making really bad chicken noises.
0: <whistles> no, so it's an axe. Yeah, it is. It's an axe,
1: and in Which the is, book. Wait, what were you gonna say? I
0: was just gonna say it's one of the best moments Thank of the you. film.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: It's just so it's I. I what well, should I say? Iconic.
1: It's yeah, it about. is. It is. It's one of the most absolutely. Iconic. Um, that's not how it is in the book. Apparently, no. <laughs> um, in the book, you know what? I know, I really do try to stay away from spoilers, and my mother's probably going to get on to me, but you know what? She's a librarian. She hasn't read the book by now. That's her own fault.
0: Also, if you haven't seen the film by now, that's your own fault.
1: Yeah, so I, we're going to say inside. it. Yeah. We'll put, like, a little description, you know, on Spotify, spoiler alert. Um, Are we? Because
0: we haven't done that so far.
1: Well, we're going to do it now. Okay. Because so a big deal about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so, in the book, it is not an axe. It is It is a rogue
0: mallet. Which I was like... Shouldn't it be croquet
1: mallet? I'm telling you, they only <laughs> say rope. Okay, it's rogue, I so. play croquet. I know. I croquet. know. I gave you
0: a croquet set. Yeah, I know.
1: I know I croquet. I don't know where the fuck
0: you're gonna play croquet in Chicago, but
1: I'll play it. Figure it out. Summer's almost over. I'll make time for okay. it. Okay. Um. So, in the film, mm-hmm. he takes the axe and he kills Hollerman or Hallerman, however how you pronounce that. I misspelled Hallerm. it. Hallerman? No.
0: Hallerman? That's what you wrote. Hallerman.
1: I know what I wrote. That's not how you spell it. Hallerm? Hallerman? Hallerman? Hallerman, whatever. The guy who befriends Danny. Yes. <laughs> um, and who also shines. Um, he's got the shine. He's got the shine. That's what I call the shine. I wish I
0: had the shine. Also, I want to correct myself. It was 1980 that it came out, not the yeah. like 70s. But,
1: but it, it does have the...
0: Either way. It has a 70s feel. It definitely does. Basically the 70s. For sure. Hollerin. Hollerin. Or Holleran.
1: Good. We're so educated here. We are. Um, he kills them in the film. Um, that's not true in the book. Um... He survives. He doesn't kill him. Mm-hmm. What he does do, though, is he knocks the shit out of Wendy's back. True. Yeah. So he does that in the book.
0: Yeah, he takes the rogue mallet and just fucking <laughs> goes at her.
1: I'm surprised she can walk after that, yeah, honestly. We all were.
0: <laughs> we all were
1: surprised. But that's why it's fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in the film, he takes the axe to the bathroom door. Not true. Not in the book. true. Doesn't happen in the book. He takes it to his own face
0: <laughs> His own face Yeah, he. Yeah, in the TV series, that was a brutal.
1: Ooh, I bet brutal moment. Um, so that's regarding the weapon. Yeah. Moving on to exhibit B. <laughs> Your Honor. Yeah, <laughs> Your Honor.
0: Exhibit B. I, like
1: I would like to be. I would like to present. <laughs> I would like to hold Kubrick and contempt. <laughs> um. So now we're gonna move on to the hedge.
0: Oh, the hedge. The hedge. Yeah, this was a huge difference.
1: I was shocked. I tell you, <laughs> absolutely shocked. Um. So in the in the film. What is it, Aaron?
0: It's a giant maze. Yeah.
1: Okay. It's a
0: it's a maze of hedges, sort of like in Harry Potter. True. Sort of.
1: Um. So that was Kubert's idea because obviously it would be because that was not in the book. You yeah. know. Um. In the book. In the book, it's actually animals.
0: It's like hedges trimmed.
1: Yeah. In the shape like of animals. one's a lion, I think. One's a bunny rabbit, and you think that would be cute, but that's not. Um, so they come to life in the book and they come to life to Danny and Jack and they try to convince each of them separately to come play with us, Danny, come play with us or come play with us, Jack, you know, like they basically are trying to manipulate them into their own doing.
0: Yeah. So for me, I prefer the maze take on it because like... I I don't know. I know this is an outlandish story anyway, but if you were like, okay, either we could have these hedges come to life and talk to these characters, or there's a maze where they could get lost in it and their own, like, Scared thoughts and psychosis drive them to madness yeah i would take the maze
1: you know what i'm gonna shock you here i'm gonna agree with you <laughs> oh <shit. laughs> finally Jesus. i am i'm gonna agree with you on that one um i was really shocked in the book and it was good for a book but i do agree that for a film that's probably what the maze is better,
0: I, in better the, I mean in the tv miniseries it was like I guess. Yeah, (laughs) I saw it happen. I looked sure.
1: Um, the yeah, the head janitors were very violent. Yeah, (laughs) very. Yep. Um. All right, moving on. The bathroom lady. This is very, very brief. It's not really about the bathroom lady. It's about the bathroom. The room. The room. That's a, it's a huge difference. And a lot of people that are huge, you know, King and Kubrick fans, they go back to this a lot. You know, and there's even a documentary. Yep. With the number. The actual room number. Yep. So, in the film, it is... 237.
0: The Room 237. The Room
1: 237. In the book, it is 217.
0: And the documentary is titled...
1: 237. Room Two,
0: 237. Yeah.
1: Okay, so the reason why they changed the numbers is because that the hotel management didn't want guests to be afraid of that room number, and so instead they created one.
0: A fake... Oh, so there's not a Room
1: There's not actually where they filmed and oh. at the Overlook Hotel, like... Uh well not the Overlook Hotel but the Stanley you know hotel you know yeah that okay. really there's not a room two thirty so. fair yeah fair um fair. a lot of conspiracy theorists as well they they look at this as a sign that Kubrick did in fact help NASA and the government film the moon landing but yeah so, a lot of people just conspiracy theorists you know flat Earth people. <laughs> Flat Earth people. Yeah, they're like, "Yep, yeah, there it is." That's for another all right. So, screw you, uh, Buzz Aldrin.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, NASA.
1: <laughs> we know the truth. God, you can't hide it from us, Americans. We
0: don't mean that. We're actually big advocates for NASA. And,
1: yeah, like, we are. In
0: space, but anyway.
1: Yeah. Um. Thanks, Kennedy. <laughs> anyway. so another. Thing that is very different are iconic lines and scenes that aren't actually in the book. So here's a few that aren't actually in the book: the vision of the twins. Yeah, that was a big. Not in the book. That's a big disappointment. Yep. You out. do hear of the family, of course, uh-huh. of the caretaker's family before you hear of them, but you don't see the girls. Danny never sees the girls, All right? Um, the blood elevator. Yes. Yeah not in the book it's such an iconic part but it's it is it's not it's, a thing that's definitely a visual concept oh and, yeah and i honestly the blood elevator and the twins i don't i don't i don't really mind these honestly because i do feel like it adds to the story king may disagree but i don't really think he'll hear me say this <laughs>
0: <laughs> who knows we might i might try to send it to him directly i don't know you things. know what yeah
1: I would love to talk to him maybe so.
0: maybe we um, sit down chat with him
1: here's Johnny that was improvised as a lot of people do know that was improvised uh, improvised by Jack Nicholson
0: but his name is Jack why does he say Johnny that did that ever was that ever confirmed I don't know look Let's it up look it up Jack Nicholson ad libbed the line, Here's Johnny, in imitation of announcer Ed McMahon's fav- famous introduction of Johnny Carson on US network NBC. Oh. yeah!
1: I mean that's what I was thinking, but St- Stanley
0: Kubrick, who had been living in England since before Carson took over the tonight show, had no clue what Here's Johnny meant. Carson once used the clip of Nicholson as the introduction to one of his annual anniversary specials. That's, that's okay. Awesome. Okay. So it was just a thing. He just felt like saying Here's Johnny. Yeah. There's no real meaning to it. It's just he said it. I mean it was a reference.
1: I knew it was about, you know, like Johnny Carson show and everything, but I didn't so. know exactly why Nicholson chose to say that. I mean, one could argue that Jack and Johnny can go be interchangeable like that, but whatever. Sure. Um, okay, so another iconic thing, all play, no work, makes Jack a dull boy, blah, 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 all that. Um, that's not in the book. But I am okay with that again, because that does show his descent into madness. And yeah, it's just not a, really it's a it's a small
0: uh, it's a small detail that yeah. thought could be added to yeah, advance.
1: Exactly. Yeah. The people who do, like I mentioned before, the people who do or the entities who do say, come play with us, Danny, are by the hedge animals though. So the line, come play with us, is there in the book. Real, but it's said by it's by two completely gotcha. different people. But that is okay on Kubert's part because there were no hedge animals yeah. and amazing would not be talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. you know. That was okay. Yeah. Um, the character of Tony. Who is Tony? Tony is the little guy In the film. Yeah, in the film he's he's he losing my throat. Tony. He's, the little <laughs> He's the little finger. We're, we're both doing our little fingers right Tony. now. that. He's the little like. Red imagine- rum, red, red rum. rum. <laughs> yeah. He's the
0: little like fake friend that uh, Danny creates in the film and he uses his finger to talk.
1: Yeah. With. And but Tony pretty much like warns Danny throughout the film.
0: Because of the shun
1: right because of the shining and everything but but in the book tony is actually a huge important character and not just some imagination of a child yeah he is actually danny in the future um oh really yeah he's actually danny in the future telling him and that will come up in doctor sleep so oh shit really. Yes. Oh fuck. Yeah. I'm so ready. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good. I'm not I haven't read Dr. Sleep. I just researched it more, you know, for this episode and right. everything. And um and when I was reading the book, the it, it did it did explain that it was him and everything, but it didn't go into like detail how it probably will in Dr. Sleep. But yeah. So hmm. something to look out for. Yeah. Um and I believe that King you know, everyone always wanted to know what happened to Danny. Mm-hmm. And so he wrote a sequel to it because of that. Oh, um, so Doc- Doctor Sleep is a book. Yeah, it's, it's a, se- a book. Oh, it's a yeah. legit sequel. It's to a show. legit sequel to oh. the signing, and it's all on Danny. Okay. He's an adult now, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so... Um, I didn't know that.
0: I thought it was like a second new thing.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't read Doctor Sleep. It's on my to-read list and everything, but um, I'm wondering... If I'm sure there will be obviously ties back and forth, but I wonder exactly how, you know, quote unquote Tony, who's now older Danny, is going to relate back to that. Yeah,
0: because it would make more sense as far as like the book is concerned, because it's an actual, like, when Danny talks to Tony in the book, it's like a person. Right. He's like seeing a person named Tony.
1: He is, talk yeah. To him. He actually sees it. And but
0: in the film,.
1: In it's the film, finger. yeah, it's his finger. He typically blacks out. And he's like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. So. I don't know what happened. I fell asleep, man. Um, but in the book, he really does go into these other worlds where, you know, it's this Tony, it's this entity, this presence that's leading him out of the maze. And, you know, it, maze, um, the- leading him through the hotel, leading him through, you know, like all the obstacles that being at the Overlook is giving to him right now. Um, Wendy in the book and Wendy in the film, two very different Wendy's. Yes. Uh, Wendy in the film, Stephen King did not like this character. It was one of the biggest problems he had with the film. Um, I would
0: say in the book or in the film?
1: In the film. Oh, gotcha. He Stephen King is a very um, I don't know how should I address this. Um, he's a good man. <laughs> yeah. He's a good man. He's a good man, and he understands that women, even though he is a man, you know, he does understand that women are a little bit more complex, and they can handle a few more issues, you know. Um, they could. King called that. He called this character um the greatest misogynistic character ever to be put on screen. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> he came for Cupert. Yeah. He's life. I he said,
0: here's what here's what I think.
1: Yeah, so um, film Wendy is just so baby. She's submissive. She is crying all the time. And even what even in the beginning of the movie, she's so unsure about everything in life everything i'm sure and in the book yes you know they had struggles before they go to the overlook but it's like okay she's more of a character like we're going to deal with this this is what you have to do we you know we have to you know push forward and get through it yeah no not in the film in the film she immediately from the beginning is like oh hey hon what are we gonna do? Yeah, and this isn't uh, this isn't addressing Shelley Duvall's um, character Mm-mm. perception at all. It's the you way know, it's written. yeah, no, it's completely the way it's written, yeah. and anyone could tell that. And anyone who researches film will know that Shelley Duvall was like losing her shit when she was I was, was literally about this. to say like
0: this was this really put a fucking strain on her.
1: She did, yeah, it did. You know, she lost hair over it. Her hair changed colors over it. Like she was graying. She was losing weight she could not handle Kubrick and he would purposely do stuff to just put her on edge Mm -hmm. because he wanted the character to be like that i firmly believe that whatever book wendy is a strong woman she is willful to the end she's a protective mother she's there for her son at the end she's there for her husband too but then when she realizes that her husband is shit she leaves him and she's there for her son and she's like we're getting out of here yep much a much better character and Shelley Duvall is a great actress and it's a shame that she's reduced down to this whiny bimbling character uh, truly that's my thoughts. Anyways, <laughs> the hotel. All right. So this is just a little bit more um, opinionated. But the hotel in the film, Kubrick does want you to feel disoriented. You know, when, you really, yeah. when you're watching it. And, and I get that from watching it. Um, you kind of don't know what's going on. But not in a sense of, like, I don't know what's going on in the film. You're really like, I don't know what's going on in the hotel. I have yeah. no idea what's happening here. Yeah, I'll give
0: it that. It's very disorienting. And, yeah. I mean, he does a good job. Well. Right.
1: And um, he does that very well through visuals. Um, I will say that The Shining is a really great film, visually speaking. Um, the colors in it are just so enchanting almost, and that's part of the reason why people feel disoriented um Of course, you have the ball um, yeah in the movie um the very end of the movie, the photo of Jack
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I looked that up that is to signify that Jack died in the hotel. he is now one of the hotel. Mm. He's forever connected yeah, with I it. I remember
0: when I saw the film, I was like, I need to look up what the fuck happened. because I'm Yeah. So like at the very end, because end. you look
1: and you're like, what does yeah. that mean that he was never really there? Like, I was, he, yeah, yeah. I was so
0: confused. I needed to get clarification.
1: Right. And King treats in the book, King will treat the hotel more like a traditional ghost story. Um, in fact, the hotel, is its own being it is alive yeah. um in the book the boilers the elevators I mean it just everything about it turns on and will move and it's almost like somebody's using them you know and so he does treat it more like your traditional haunted house mm. ghost story kind of thing um but again on that part to each his own you know I I'm not I don't necessarily think that King did a bad job or Kubert did a bad job with either way they took that right um now we have jack that let me tell you that's a completely different character in the book than it is in the film oh yeah naturally again like i said um in the exorcist how it stayed true you just when you read the book you have more depth of characters naturally films can't do that like books can't they don't have the time for it Mm -hmm. um so a little bit's true um, but Jack you definitely learn more about his past which gives him more character depth yeah. um, with, you, his, uh,
0: with his dad yeah
1: with his dad um, you learn much more about um, and just, just speaking of characters you learn much more about I'm saying March you learn much more <laughs> you learn much more sorry about Wendy's backstory with her mother um, so it does naturally do a better job like that but the character of Jack alone in the film I'm just gonna say it when you get Jack Nicholson to play a character naturally it's going to be crazy from the beginning but he's so good he's a good actor he's so good like
0: it's such a good role
1: and I don't honestly I don't necessarily know if that was Kubrick's character arc that he changed or if that was Nicholson's acting choice to be Edge in the beginning. Um, I didn't like that. um, because adaptation of it? Yeah, either Kubrick's arc or Nicholson's perception of the character uh, and how to do it in the beginning. I didn't like that because he does. He starts out as a psychotic from the beginning. So... You don't care about the character, really. Yeah, gotcha. And because it's psychotic in the beginning, the Windy character being as vulnerable as she is in the film, that seems natural. You don't really question that. So you just think the whole bunch of them are crazy. <laughs> and they should just be swallowed up by the hotel. Thanks. Um, so, yeah. But it, it does make it really hard to feel for your characters when you do that. You, you know, every character has to have an arch. And, you know, like even even the villains do. Fair. They may have a small one but they, they have do have, have some one.
0: redeeming quality Yeah. you don't want to pay attention to. Them.
1: You have to have something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, he starts out as a monster, he dies a monster. That's not really fun. Um in the book he's definitely more layered. He is caring, he has he moments. understands
0: that he had like he loses himself and yeah. he tries to get back. To
1: exactly, it. like he does. He has moments of uh, redemption. Um he feels for Danny. In the movie, Nicholson, anytime he holds Danny or talks to Danny, I mean, he literally is. It's
0: creepy. It's, like, weird.
1: It is all the time. Like, they're driving in the car. He's like, see? He heard it on the radio. (laughs) What the hell, man? Jack Nicholson,
0: like, as a person.
1: I think it probably is. Like, have you seen the man? Sure. Facts. Great actor, but, ah, man, what a character, you know? What a guy. But not one with an arch. Not one with an arch. So, yeah, I definitely prefer book Jack over film Jack. Um, and the last thing I'm going to say, there are definitely other things that are different about this film. But the last thing is Jack's death. <laughs> um, so, as we all know, we see the iconic, like, he's frozen. Yeah. Icicles, like, hanging <laughs> off of him. <laughs> like, yeah, this is- yeah, it's reduced now down to like a meme of like five minutes of me in the office. Like <laughs> yeah. like with- that's it. Um not not how the book ends. The no. film ends with the overlook still standing.
0: Oh yeah, no, when I saw the when I watched the movie the miniseries, I was like, oh shit, this is like Different. It's (laughs) so different. Like Kubrick was just like, nah, fuck that ending. I'm gonna
1: gonna do what I want. No, I'm gonna do what I want. (laughs) Like a typical man of his time. Yep. Um in the book, there uh you know, Jack has his redemption moment, you know, like I said earlier about the weapon and how he uses it on himself. He is he's at the moment, again, spoiler alert, sorry people, (laughs) he's at the moment where he's about to kill Danny. And he has that last moment of going, no, I'm wrong. What am I doing? And he tells Danny, I love you. I've always loved you, blah, 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 all this sweet stuff. And then he takes it and he forces him to start beating himself. Like, completely different from this poor little Danny boy running from his father.
0: Oh boy.
1: Like, he's tearing it out. trying
0: to kill
1: you. God. <laughs> it's so terrifying. Mm-hmm. But in the book, you do have a moment of fear, and then, like, oh my God, he's better. But then he knows that, no, the hotel already has enough of him. He's just like, he's, you know, kind of like gathering up that last bit of strength yep. to, to take himself out and mm-hmm. not do anything to his son. And he injures himself greatly, and then he runs down to the boiler system. Again, in the film, the boiler is not really mentioned a lot. It's not.
0: It's not. It's not. It's just, it's, yeah.
1: In the book, and I I remember thinking about this in the book, gosh, he's really talking about this boiler room. Yep. (laughs) Like, there's a reason to that. He's the only one who knows how it works in the building at the moment, and in his last bit of strength, he runs down and overrides the boiler system. It
0: makes it like overheat.
1: And yeah. Basically, it exp- the
0: hotel explodes.
1: And it completely blows to smithereens. Yep. And what's his name? Hollerin. Hollerin. Wendy with her bad back. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. And Danny.
1: <laughs> and Danny with his little Tony friend all get out of there safely. Yep. And there's even like, uh, you know, like a little epilogue, you know, to it mm. in the book. Where, you know, Holloman really becomes more of like a father figure to Danny and it's the three of them together again and they're kind of like meeting and they're happy.
0: So, so explain to me what happens at the end of the book.
1: Basically. That that
0: epilogue.
1: um, If I can remember correctly, basically it's Wendy and Danny. I think it's like, I think it's a few years after it happened. I could be wrong. Um, but they, they go and they visit Hollerman um, where he's now working at another hotel, you know, because he left that place. Yeah. <laughs> Just that over hotel. Yeah. I don't get paid enough for this shit. <laughs> like, he leaves. He gets another job. They come and they visit him. And they're having moments together. And Wendy and Hollerman, they have a discussion where it's like, he asked him, does does he remember anything? Does Danny remember anything? He's like and she's like, not really. Hmm. And they kinda of leave it at that. True. And so Dr. Sleep is picking up of where's Danny now? So I'm excited for that,
0: but in the mini series, the way it ends is it's like years later. I would say like maybe even close to a decade later. And okay. it ends with Hollering meeting the mom and they're at a university and it's uh danny's graduation no and he is like getting his diploma and then like right as he gets diploma (laughs) it's so like campy but he gets his diploma and then he like looks off into the distance and he sees like a vision of his dad
1: Oh my and god! Dad
0: is like, I'm so proud of you, son. And he's like, I wish you could have been here. And he's like, but I know you did the right thing. And he's like, blah blah blah. But all yeah, right. so it's like that is the one creative <laughs> liberty that they took. <laughs> That's what that
1: should be an episode we do. Campy, campy. <laughs> um, all right. So that has been like my little lesson on book. And film adaptations.
0: Of the choices that you...
1: Of the choices that I have done. Yeah. Like I said, I've read we'll probably Wars, yeah. Mary Lolita,
0: blah, blah, blah. We'll blah. probably do another one where it's like book series turned into adaptations. Nice. Like, there's Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, series of Unfortunate Events. You'll have to tell
1: me there's... about that because I, I haven't read any of those. Fair. I yeah. will.
0: We'll probably have a guest to help us talk about those as well. I'll probably bring in Hannah.
1: So yeah. She can She'll probably out. yeah, be talking up a storm. Yeah, she'll be like, listen here. <laughs> on it, true. Because, um, I do want to say this one last comment. Okay. Before we leave. Even though I've been shitting on him for the last half of this episode. Here's a quote for Stanley Kubrick. hmm And I did. I loved it. Um, is he said, if it can be written or thought, it can be filmed. True. I,
0: I think that's I think that's very factual, yep. in a lot of ways.
1: It can be filmed. Just follow it, man. But, like, if you're wanting to do a true adaptation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe,
0: like, stick to the material. Kubrick, well.
1: you should have just written your own thing. Also, actually, I'm going to end on this note because okay. I respect King too much. So, let Kubrick have the last word. Sure. There were two things that Stephen King said about okay. The Shining. Okay. All right? The, one of the, the first things I heard that he said, obviously not during that time period because I wasn't around. Right. Um, but... When I was researching, the first thing I heard him say was that he watched The Shining and it reminded him of a beautiful car without an engine. So, like, the movie went nowhere pretty much. <laughs> and I can see that. Honestly, sure. watching the movie versus the book, I can definitely see that. True. Sure. He also talked about how King was cold in his storytelling. He said, that's the difference. Uh, or not Not King was cold. Kubrick. Kubrick was cold. He's like, that's the difference. Kubrick was cold. I'm warm. Mm. And I was like, ooh. Fair. Ooh.
0: He's like, that's my story.
1: And that was like a recent interview too. Like, yes. he's of still all the, throwing shade. Right, shame. because of all
0: the Stephen King adaptations. Like, yes.
1: yes. He's yeah. like, no, no, no. Let me go back to this little. No, no, no. Hold on. Let me go back to this little bitch boy for a minute. This
0: little fucking bitch boy.
1: They're like, King. You're dead now. Man. Like you can go back to your grave.
0: With you saying that, I'm gonna end it by sharing a clip of, an a musical adaptation of The Shining. That'll be totally. No. That'll be totally out of context. But if you've seen the movie, you'll appreciate it, and maybe you'll look into what I'm about oh to play. Oh my god, it's
1: like Carrie, like a Carrie musical. Shit. I mean, god. it did kind of well. It's kind of kind of cult following,
0: but it's called The Shining the Musical. If you try to look it up. I hope you find it. But here's a little clip from that. Hit it! I'm the Overlook. Blowjob Bear. I'm the Overlook. Blowjob Bear. Outside it's snowing. Inside I'm blowing. The weather sucks and so do I. I'm the Overlook. Blowjob Bear. And yeah. All right. <laughs> so okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, so yeah, we did it. <laughs> we did it. We got through it. Um, we're thinking that maybe the next one or maybe the next two episodes we could have a special guest joining us. So be on the lookout for that. Hopefully. I'm down for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, keep tuning in and we'll let you know what we're up to next time.
1: All right. Signing off.
0: God. Don't. <laughs>
1: Bye-bye. <laughs>
0: Peace.